Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Stahl. And we're covering, this story was built for us as if like <laughs> they, they put it together. Matt's been messaging me all week, like we have to cover this because what it has to do with what pizza and Yelp, right? It's a nice combination, but there's other things too, right? GoFundMe. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, even starting from the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm from Indiana. There you go. And we just talked about last week the people that are taking like the Taylor Swift and the Ted Cruz URLs. And oh, that's true. It's kind of the same thing. Someone basically created a, you know, a fake website for this, this company. But if you're listening to this, you obviously know how technology works and you've heard about this story that's been going around. You know how technology works? Yeah. Well, I figure anyone who's anyone who listens to a podcast would definitely have heard this story over the last couple of weeks at some point. Well, I don't know. I, I can I can picture like a, a Unabomber type person in the middle of nowhere listening to our podcast <laughs> and our podcast only. So this is where they get the news, you know. <laughs> uh, so the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which isn't new in general, but at least new to I guess this version is new to Indiana. You did a good job explaining the federal. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not a new law to the country it's a new like you said it's a it's a new law to the state of indiana i think there's actually 18 or 19 other states that have almost the exact same law and this was actually modeled after a federal law back in the 90s you know during the bill clinton presidency and so it is kind of strange from a legal perspective to see the reaction i think think even the the governor felt the same way that he he felt taken back of the reaction that he's that he's received because what is the what is the pop news story right now going on about this law is that people are using this law or interpreting this law or this law was even passed to discriminate against homosexuals or based upon sexual orientation and the actual language itself has nothing to do with that and so then the question is what were the intentions behind this law was it was it to discriminate yeah, I mean that's you're exactly right in that, and it's there's nothing in there. It's all about the exercise of religion. So it's you know reading the actual bill itself reminds me of the constitutional law class where you had to do all these tests on whether the burdens and outweigh the benefits, things like that. And yeah, that's essentially how this is worded. It's no one wants to if you, if you're really interested, you can read the actual bill itself. But it's it's just a a test saying that. The state or local government can't substantially burden a person's right to exercise of religion unless it's blah, blah, blah. I, mean, I don't need to get into the whole thing, but it's nothing to do with sexuality at all. Yeah, it restates what the law is already regarding the application of religious freedoms. And so what's interesting, if I asked one of these you know, people that are protesting against this law, if I asked them, okay, before this law was passed, could an Indiana business owner discriminate against a homosexual what would be what what would you think their answer would be no yeah of course it would be no but the the answer is that they can and they they can before the law and they can after now i'm sure this is going to be a challenge but the reality is that there is no federal protection for sexual orientation and but there is state protection on a state by state level california is one of them 
amongst many others. And I think the trend is such that it'll, it'll start extending to that. And even in Indiana, there are local city ordinances that have passed these protections. And, and so this interpretation by both spectrums, right, both the people that are very discriminatory against sexual orientation and the opposite, I think they both have a very unclear understanding of what this law actually does and what was it intended for. I mean, to speak to the intentions, you can look at what the governor says. They said it's a reaction to this Affordable Care Act, this Hobby Lobby thing that that we've covered in the past. Whether that's true or not, you know, it's hard, hard for us to actually know. Whether it was intended to be an excuse for business owners to discriminate, I don't think so because, like I said, they could do that in the first place before. So it didn't really affect that. Yeah, to me, it's you're right in that. And that's why, to me, it's timing and it's spin. So I think the timing of this was not great. <laughs> and the the spin on it, too, was, was probably even worse. So this is something that could have easily flown under the radar because if you just, you know, just taking it, someone, who, so someone who's not listening to this podcast that has not heard about this at all, if you just presented them the actual text from the bill and you ask them, you know, tell me what this means to you. I don't think someone could derive this it means people can discriminate against someone based on their sexuality. No, not at all. You have to make a couple of leaps in order to get to that point. And so timing is everything of this and the approach as well and how it was introduced was just not great. But you know, that's unfortunately that's over and done with like it already happened. And you know, there's a very negative Look on this. So what were we waiting for? Well, we were waiting for the first business who was going to get intertwined with this new act. And so And this local news channel, I mean they they definitely took the opportunity. And this is I think what started it at all is they I think they they heard of some pizza joint that was taking this new Indiana law and construing it as their license to discriminate. Or let me let me just play the clip. As the nation debates the recent religious freedom law enacted by Indiana, WBND-TV reports that a local pizza parlor is defending the now contentious bill at their restaurant. If a gay couple was to come in, like say we wanted, they wanted us to provide them pizzas for a wedding, um, we would have to say no. Crystal O'Connor and her family own Memories Pizza and Ice Cream in Walkerton, Indiana. The owners standing firm in their beliefs. We're not discriminating against anyone. It's just that's our belief. And everybody has the right to believe anything. As many opponents around the country consider the bill discriminatory towards gays and lesbians, the O'Connors say the law protects businesses just like theirs. I do not think it is targeting gays. Person, I, I don't think it's a discrimination. It's supposed to help people that have a religious belief. So that's a little bit of it. So we're about to get into the story of how Memories Pizza has had this huge backlash on Yelp, on the internet. Their sites have been hacked. They've had their trademark stolen and and they've had other Google places created right next to them, pointing to other directions. All these different things happened to them in response to this particular news piece. And this is what this is the video that went viral and and really brought this to the attention of, to the nation. And what's interesting about this is that, okay, it is a hypothetical. If you notice, there's a background to this because what they don't show is is the reporter asking, okay, what if this happened? What if a gay couple came to you and wanted to cater their 
wedding or whatever. And they answer, well, if that happens, then, then no, we're not going to do that. And so what's interesting about that is obviously I think everyone's making a joke, what pizza joint's going to do a catering for a wedding anyway, but putting that aside for a moment, except you, Matt, I, I, you, you had your wedding <laughs> catered by a pizza place, right? Yeah, it was at a, it was actually at a pizza place. That's right. So I, I should preface that aspect of things because even if they're discriminating, giving them an opportunity to do so, I think is difficult because it's not like, how are they able to determine the, their customer's sexual orientation when they order pizza? Maybe in a wedding, I suppose that's, I guess that was the, the point of the hypothetical. Well, first of all, apparently they don't even cater, I, I believe is what it says on their Yelp page. So that's an issue in, in and of itself, but <laughs> that's one of the complaints. They don't cater. Yeah. And I guess if you had a couple and it was two guys or two girls, then they could piece it together. Is that a pun piece of pizza? No, nah, not really, but <laughs> almost. Yeah. I was going to say they could slice it together, but that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing is they didn't even do anything. It was a hypothetical situation. I wonder if the news channel was just going out trying to find businesses because in this town of Walkerton, Indiana, which is a very small town, I believe a population just over 2000 and there's not many, not many restaurants there in general. Their population is 2000. I thought so. That's really small, which goes to the ridiculousness of, of this Yelp page, right? Because obviously all these Yelpers didn't actually go to this pizza place. Okay, so Walkerton, the census in the year 2000, there was 2274, 2,274 people. So let's give them a little bit and say it's under 3,000. Okay. It's not many. First of all, I don't even know how those businesses even survive because it's so few people there, but this is a small business that never would have been affected, but they happen to be the first business that really came out and said anything in regards to the this act. And so they're going to get a lot of backlash, or at least you would think. And spoiler alert, I guess they, they did get a lot of backlash and you kind of alluded to it. Their Yelp page has just been absolutely crushed. I believe they had two reviews prior to all this that were both positive and now they have you know, at the time of recording right now, 328 reviews only going up. I like how someone put a, a picture. I'm looking at this right now. Just a picture of a pizza that was uploaded today. Looks like a good pizza, too. I, I doubt that's actually even from there. I think that's just like a standard pizza photo. <laughs> it's just weird that someone would put that up there anyways. There's some funny pictures on here, too. People are just posting ridiculousness stuff. I saw some of that. Again, of course, this is the uh, the ridiculousness of Yelp. All these people, 328 reviews, almost about 10% of the population of the city it's in. And yeah, everything's five. There's this interesting three-star review, which it's a really long, it starts off by saying, you know, disclaimer, I've never been to Memories, so gave them a three, as if like, oh, okay, I'm going to review this place. And since I haven't been here, I'm, I'm instead of giving them a five or a one, I'm just going to give them three stars. But again, this is the ridiculousness of Yelp. Why, why is this part of their so-called sophisticated algorithm to <laughs> review a place. I mean, none of these reviews have actually been here. And, and you, how many did you say were were on there before? Two. Two, so. So it's it's one of a couple things. It's people leaving reviews on the extreme end, so either one star or five stars if they're pro or against this 
the new law, but there's also the people that are leaving three stars. It seems like they're just coming here to promote their own beliefs on things. So like this, that's not the spot for Yelp. And that's one of the problems with Yelp. Like you said, it's none of this has anything to do with the actual pizza place, like the, the service or the food. There's another 377 reviews that are not even that I guess have been kicked out of their algorithm. So, you know, that's roughly 800 reviews from people in the last however many days, but we've barely gotten into this story and all the things that have happened over the last couple weeks where there's still a lot to cover. So I think we're going to cut this in two parts here. Our first ever two part episode of legally sound smart business. So, and let, let's save all the good parts, like to the second part. So as if, you know, as if they just basically everyone just wasted their time listening to the first part because all the good stuff's in the second part. It's just, it's almost as if they just like read the prologue of a, uh, is it called a prologue or an introduction to like a story or something and they just stopped? Wasted your time. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.